0: Hill Explains where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about Charles Babbage. Um, he is born in 1791 to 1871 so that's uh, 10, uh, eighty years old. I suppose that's right, yeah, eighty years old. Born the same year as Faraday but could these two people be any more different? Maybe. Sometimes called irascible genius. By definition I've written it once in a sentence it's therefore sometimes. Charles Babbage was a remarkable English mathematician whose ideas for mechanical calculators and thinking machines anticipated the computer age by 150 years. And it's this beautiful Comprehension between motion and numbers and interrelation. I love that. Charles Babbage, so the story goes, began his lifelong quest to create a mechanical calculating engine one evening in 1821. That night, the young Babbage and his friend John Herschel were poring over the manuscripts of some mathematical tables and preparing for the Astronomical Society, painstakingly checking 10,000 entries one by one. As they did, they came across an error after error made by The computers, poorly paid human calculators who worked out such figures. Finally, the exasperation explained, "I wish to God these calculations had been executed by steam." Like, you know, we we better. I think I might make something a bit better than this. Might be a. I wish to God we can do something. Babbage's frustration was not simply with the mind-numbing, tedious task of creating tables, but with a high chance of mistakes. Yet such tables were vital in many spheres of life, science, taxation, engineering, surveying, insurance, and banking and more. Well, taxation. ah, oh, oh, we're not taxing correctly, oh shit. Why do you need a table for taxation I it gives me When a ship set sail, for instance, the navigator's cabin was lined with a volume after volume of tables to help him pinpoint the ship's position at sea. People had been using the aids to calculations for thousands of years: tally sticks, abacuses, and others. Now, the interesting thing is, what's the score? Is the stick that you actually scored to store the score? That's the definition of score. Um, uh, Mathematicians such as Gottfried Leibniz and Bayes Pascal had created mechanical calculating aids. Some of these devices were exquisitely and ingenious, but were limited in scope and prone to error, both because they could give the wrong reading and because human input was needed at every step each time with a risk of error. Badge's idea was to create a calculating machine that worked completely automatically and so do away with human error. He wasn't the first to think of the idea. He was the first to try to make it practical a reality. Babbage's machine called the Difference Engine and because it cleverly allowed complex multiplication and divisions to be reduced with addition and subtractions or differences. It can be handled by scores of interlocking cogs. Mm. It's interesting that Leibniz here um, is, um, I, th- I think, um, I just have to remember that he's the father of um, the father, the originator of um, of uh, binary. The difference, um, the difference engine was essentially a, just a clever mechanical calculator, although it incorporated such a sophisticated as automatic printing of results. But experts who have studied Babbage's papers believe the analytical engine could have been truly what we call a computer, a machine that could think, respond to new problems, and devise its own way of solving them without human intervention. In working out his ideas for the analytical engine, Babbage anticipated virtually every key design elements of the modern computer, including central processing units and different kinds of memory. Remarkably, Babbage's ideas were not just vague concepts, but thoroughly practical ideas that were simply beyond the technologies of the day to build. Later in life, Babbage designed a simpler version of different engines. He designed drawings different engine number two. Uh, was so uh, thorough that in 1991, after 150 years, the London Science Museum were able to use them to build a full-scale version and show that it really worked. The chances that an analytical engine would have worked too, had it been built in the era of Charles Dickens, uh, would have had computers. Wow! Um, I think that's that's the entire feeling. at steampunk. You know, this is. Digital steampunk stuff. Uh, now you have to also understand that the digital engine number two used computers to design checks, so they just didn't put it in hope together. It worked. It worked in software first. The young Babbage, born in South London on Baxing Day night, 1791, Babbage was the child of a wealthy parent, so could afford to have him educated at some of the best private schools. His relationship with his father was never a happy one. Babbage wrote that he had a temper and most horrible uh, which can be conceived and Babbage left him insecure defensive streak which just blake him all the rest of his life, a bit like Newton. By the age of 19, when he went to Cambridge University, he was starting to prove himself a brilliant mathematician. He upset the university authorities with a record of final presentation. God is a material agent, uh, which cost him uh, the top uh, honours and caused him to be barred from long term thereafter from access to the academic posts. Putting his setback blithely behind him, Babbage married the young Georgina Whitmore against his father, and set up home in London. Well his father's a real dog fellow anyway. But Georgina Whitmore, what a beauty. Fortunately, Babbage was likable, talented, and energetic, and soon became a leading light in the scientific circles, helping to found the Royal Astronomical Society, the Analytical Society, to promote analytical calculus and statistics. Thus, when he applied for a government funding to build the full-size version of the difference engine, after a small-scale trial in 1821, he found that he had plenty of influential friends and supporters willing to vouch for his credentials. One would say feeling uh, spectrum autism here Viva la Difference. Uh, difference engine number one was tremendous ambitious project no calculator had ever worked with numbers bigger than four digits. yet Babbage planned to build a machine that could handle up to 50. Once set it will work through an entire calculation automatically to build it Babbage had Joseph Clement perhaps the best machinist in London to set up a dustproof uh, workshop and then um, went on extensive research trips, often incognito, around the mills and workshops with the North, to really familiar with the most advanced manufacturing techniques. Yeah, I love this incognito. Each number in the difference engine was represented by a column of cogwheels, and each cogwheel was marked with digits 1, 0 to 9. A number was set by turning the cogwheels in a column to show the right digits. On each working model, it had seven number columns, each 16-digit cogwheels or digits. Altogether, the different engine had 25,000 moving parts, and many of them had to be totally identical. A machine simply would not work. Now, this is the entire... Um, yeah, well, this is the entire industrial revolution, where the, the Whitworth and stuff like that. No one had ever attempted to make a machine that needed so many parts of such precision, and it pushed the machine's skills to the limits. You can just sweat like the space programs today, the project had many technological spin-offs, not the least with the Whitworth Screw, developed 20 years later by Joseph Whitworth, one uh, one of the workers on the project, the Whitworth Screw, standardized screw system and revolutionized engineering. Well, there you go. And that shows that I'm a bit of a jerk, aren't I? slow progress. The need to develop technology as he went along meant the progress was slow, and after ten years of intense effort, only half the parts had been made. In 1832, to show progress, Babbage had a small section of the engine assembled, which he would use to entertain people, in the midst of the theory of uh, a rational universe It could spring uh, surprised by operating according to the laws remained invisible until they suddenly took effect. A crucial notion in the theory of evolution. By the time Babbage had not uh, only put a great deal of work to the project, but also £6,000 of his own money. The New York government spent 17000 the price of 25 of the most advanced steam locomotives of the day. They were beginning to get seriously frustrated by the lack of progress. Then the dispute between Babbage and Clement over Bills, the government declined to halt the project. This is so much, they would be looking for an excuse and they often would be looking for something like that to, to halt something. Uh, I've seen it happen. To time. Often when two people conflict, the government comes in and cuts the whole lot. Hard times. Five years prior to 1832 had been practical difficulty for Babbage. In 1827, his father died, followed by his son and then his beloved love, Georgina Hardy. The publication of his vocal attack on the clicky, morbid nature of the scientific establishment had earned him the most powerful enemies accusations that he was using the project to light his pockets hurt deeply. As the project ground to a halt, Babbage, for the first time in the decade, had time to reflect, and as he did so, he began to realise he could go much further with a mechanical calculation. He started to work on a grand new idea, the analytical engine. So he's someone that's going to poo, but he's got the science in his veins. Having finished the design of the analytical engine on paper, with the government still refusing to resume funding for the difference ending, Babbage was at a standstill. Therefore, turned his constantly inventive mind to other ideas, and every now and then accepted invitations to act as consultant on other projects. The railway engineer, Brunel, for instance, asked him to assess whether a broad gauge or narrow gauge was better. While working on the railway, Babbage invented a device for uncoupling carriages automatically in case of derailment. The cowcatcher and the kind of black box recorder for trains. Isn't that beautiful? Got on your Babbage. Isn't there... Uh, The Enchantress of Numbers. Um, Work on the analytical engine, though, was lonely, and Babbage's ideas were little understood, let alone accepted. So it was with gratitude in 1843 he gained a fan in the shape of a 20-year-old aristocrat Ada Lovelace, daughter of the poet Lord Byron. Wow! Ada was convinced uh, of her mathematical prowess, writing to Babbage that the more I study, the more insatiable I feel my genius for it to be. Babbage was flattered and called her the enchantress of number. Ada decided to take over publishing Babbage's ideas and arrange for publication uh, of an Italian pamphlet about the analytical engine to which she added an extensive explanatory notes. One key idea that uh, Emerges in Ages notes the notion that the engine might have wi- far wider applications than pure mathematical ones. It is clear that she and Babbage foresaw a real scope of mechanical brains. Ada wrote Many persons imagine that because the engine is to give its results in numerical notation, the nature of the process must constantly be arithmetical and numerical. This is an error. The engine can arrange and combine numerical quantities exactly as they were letters or other general symbols, ending all differences. Ada's plans for Babbage were tragically thwarted when she contracted cancer and died at the age of 36. Well, yeah. I'm sure she was more concerned about catching cancer than than losing out. Isn't that beautiful? Lord Byron, Ada, and stuff like that. That just really, um, really gets you. It seems though, it seems likely, though, that many claims about her contribution to the analytical engines are exaggerated since Babbage's conception was virtually complete at the time she made contact with him. Oh, gee, you bastard. Ironically, agents publishing the idea of the analytical engine may have helped him finally scupper the chances of further funding of the Difference Engine. It seemed that, the government, that, that Babbage himself had rendered the Difference Engine obsolete by his work on the analytical engine, as Prime Minister Robert Peel made clear in a stormy interview with Babbage at the close of which Babbage turned on the seal, saying indignantly, If those are you used, then I wish you good morning. Afterwards, Peel commented acidly that perhaps Babbage's machine should be used to calculate the time at which it would be of any use. Now, taking advantage of his work on the analytical engine, Babbage came up with a much simpler, more elegant design of the Difference Engine, the design called Difference Engine No two, which was the built by his plan in nineteen ninety one. Years of isolation. By 1850, the years of disappointment were beginning to tell. Babbage had made enemies with many powerful people and con- conducted a bitter f- feud with Sir George Airy, the Astronomer Royal, and Airy's friend, the Astronomer Reverend Sheepshanks. Sheepshanks were in action. It was Airy's commendation of Babbage's work that had fully prompted the government to stop funding. Babbage accused him of envy and malice. His feud with Sheepshanks went even nastier. The Swedish Babbage. Babbage, now in his 60s, began to lose heart. Then, in 1854, a Swedish printer called George Schultz brought um, to London a rough, rough and ready difference engine he developed himself, inspired by reading about Babbage's 20 years earlier. Shears had, uh, had been worried how Babbage might react to revival, but Babbage welcomed him in open arms, helping him find contracts in London to promote it. It was Schultz who, um, who predicted in 1852, Babbage will then will be known for what he truly is, namely one of the benefactors of mankind, among the noblest and most ingenious of the sons of England. Yet Schultz machines like Babbage aroused no more than curiosity, since printed tables and human computers remained a cheaper, more practical option. Babbage Schultz worked on the analytical engine and wrote insightful papers on a huge range of scientific topics. Huge! Including ciphers, codes, chess, lock-picking, industrial economics, geology, submarines, and astronomy. Babbage was aging, and his nights were beset by nightmares, hallucinations, and dreadful headaches. He was also played by street musicians outside his house, suffering an ear condition which made them playing extremely upsetting to him. In October 1871, he fell seriously ill. And on the 18th, with the Orkham players in the street playing he, as loud as ever, he died. Oh, that is so, so I love, love Ada Lovelace, the mathematician coming along. Um, I love um, uh, love, love the, uh, the story here. It's, the, it's Faraday. Um, it's just a pretty amazing, amazing story. Thanks a lot for listening. Another podcast, another story comes to a close. It's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you. How you discover truly amazing things. Understand them and tell others. Thanks for listening.